Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 90 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. Have you ever heard this quote from Theodore Roosevelt? Comparison is the thief of joy. Holy crap, that quote says it all to me. We can be fine and hunky-dory with all that is going on in our life, but just doing a little shimmy over to see what someone else is doing is enough to get us out of the present moment, get us out of our body, and get us in that shooting space in our head. Oh, that is such a hard space to be in. And I feel like it's a really normal thing to do. What I've noticed over the years is when we get to that place of comparison, it can really get in the way of making peace with food in our body. And we have a letter from someone who experiences just that with someone in her family. If you have siblings or lots of close family members or friends, you may find yourself in that same spot. And I can't wait for you to hear this letter because I think you're gonna relate to a lot of it. But before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. Are you affected by PCOS and looking for another way to treat the condition? Have you been trying every diet under the sun and feel like such a failure? Feel like you're always in constant agony and tortured by the diets that you've been put on? Well, I have a solution for you. I just released my step-by-step guide to PCOS and food peace course. Yes, finally, I have bundled up all of the insight and basically the system that I have found that works to help your PCOS to be in a place where you feel energized, where ovulation improves, mood improves, and you make peace with food all without dieting. Yes, I finally cracked the code. If you would like to check it out, go to PCOSandfoodpeace.com. So go to PCOSandfoodpeace and you'll connect with all of the great stuff. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, I have a twin sister. Growing up, she was always smaller than me. I was never fat or overweight, but she was always called the smaller one. Sister comparisons are rough. I always figured I would never be smaller than her and I accepted it. That is, until one day I did actually get smaller than her. I was at a quote-unquote normal weight and had quote-unquote normal eating habits until I became hyper-aware and interested in food, health, and exercise. I placed you food into categories of good and bad, restricted you, and lost enough weight that people started to get worried. I wasn't worried, though. I got prideful. I enjoyed the feeling of being in control and looked upon as healthy and small. I loved being the skinny one. I took pride in finally being smaller than my twin sister. 
but then food. I got scared of you and gaining weight. I wanted to stay smaller than my sister, and I thought that you, food, and exercise were the key. I felt so anxious about it. Well, food, I restricted you for so long then that when I would eat bad versions of you, I started to binge. At first, it wasn't that often, but then all of a sudden the binging got way worse. I felt like I was losing control of you, food, so I would restrict, then binge. Restrict again, then binge again. I tried to be mindful. I tried to throw out all of the rules, but I just kept thinking about how small I used to be and how restriction has been the only thing that works for me. And don't you want to be the smaller twin? Sadly, my identity was now all encompassed by this need to be the healthiest eater and the skinniest. Well, food, now I'm back to restricting you. I'm back to placing you in categories. I'm back to fearing gaining weight. Oh, how I just wish I could wipe my body image insecurities away, become the super body positivity girl who doesn't struggle with comparing herself to other people and someone who eats mindfully. How do I let go of what other people think of me? How do I let go of this pride? How do I still enjoy eating healthy foods, but be careful about falling back into restrictive habits? How do I let go of this wanting to be skinnier, healthier, and fitter than everyone else around me? By the way, my sister is completely quote unquote normal in her relationship with you food. It's like the best definition of moderation and mindfulness. I wish I was like her. I used to be like her. Love, comparing, and contrasting. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note. And holy crap, what an exhausting journey with food you have experienced. It definitely sounds like a roller coaster. I hope I'm able to give you some insight that provides some more firm footing on your journey as you make these steps. It certainly sounds like you know what you want. It's just, it's just been hard getting there. To help us get some next steps, I'm going to give my colleague and friend Beth Rosen a call. I have a feeling she's going to have some fabulous insight just for you. Hello. Hey, Beth. Julie Duffy Dillon here. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for um, offering to help me with this letter. Did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. And it's my pleasure to help you with this letter. Oh, thanks, I Beth. Have such a strong, yeah, I have such a strong um, feeling of compassion for her. Totally. And, you know, her story definitely is unique, but wasn't there so many things about what she said that you've heard before from other people? Yes, it's like she's a conglomerate of every client that's ever crossed my path. <laughs> yes, there's definitely some themes that many people are struggling with right now, too. So um, so when you read the letter, what was your general impression about what she's experiencing? Well, first, my heart went out to her because... I think many women who are chronic dieters tend to compare themselves to other women and body check themselves in the mirror. And here this woman not only compares herself to other women, but compares herself to somebody who looks just like her. So it's like a walking mirror. 
mm-hmm. um, which I think is just a little extra dose of that constant comparison, mm-hmm. which I thought was, you know, must be hard for her to walk through. But one thing I I felt from reading this letter was that a lot of what she thinks about being compared to her sister might not have actually come from the outside. Yes, her family might have uh, dubbed her sister the small one, and that might not have been for weight. It might have just been for height. I don't know what the sisters look like or would constitute one being smaller than the other, um, because she said that she didn't really feel different. But um, I feel like that voice that told her that she was uh, bigger or that voice that causes her to compare herself to others and her sister didn't really come or doesn't really come from the outside or from other people, but really from this voice in her head, which I like to call the inner mean girl, that is that voice that sort of tells you all these diet culture rules and how you're not following them or makes you feel bad after you eat something that you quote unquote put in a bad category. Um, and I feel like her inner mean girl got real tough on her there for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a great way to look at it is that instead of saying it's everyone else is is judging her that really that's coming from her own like her own noggin is doing this work. It's it's the one that's saying all these shoulds and um, going that down that really crappy path of comparison. Do we all have that inner mean girl? I, well, unfortunately, I think for many women who go on the diet cycle and yo-yo diet and chronic diet, um, we tend to add fuel to the fire of that inner mean girl. And, you know, I think everybody has a voice in their head that sort of checks them every once in a while. But I think for dieters, it tends to be loud and very chatty. Mm-hmm. So I think that when she said she fell into um, looking at food and health and exercise and being hyper aware of it, she fueled her mean girl there. Or though actually she didn't fuel it, but the health world, the food industry, the exercise industry, diet industry, beauty industry possibly fueled that inner mean girl for her. Mm. So like the inner mean girl and the diet industry are in like cahoots together and <laughs> totally conspiring to keep us occupied, you know? Oh, exactly. That exactly. sucks. Oh, I hate them. But well, <laughs> so what do you, what do you feel like are your recommendations for this person? Like what, what would be the first few steps that you would encourage this person to take to move away from that inner mean girl calling all the shots? Uh, well, a couple of things. First, I noticed towards the end of the letter, she had a lot, had a wish list going on where she said she wanted to be able to have a good relationship with food and let her body image insecurities fall away and not struggle with the comparison. And I think a lot of those things are fueled by that inner mean girl. So I think the first step is to start to learn how to quiet her. And that starts with noticing when she speaks and stopping her in her tracks. So if she hears, I'm bigger than my sister, and so that's what she hears, she has to sort of, instead of agreeing with the inner mean girl, either physically or out loud or in her head, say, stop, that's not kind, or stop, that doesn't serve me, or come up with a body neutral or body acceptance comment to make, where she could say, stop, 
um, all bodies are good bodies, my body's a good body, or things like my sister loves me regardless of what my outsides look like. There's so many things you can speak up against to fight back against that inner mean girl. And what I like to have my clients do is build up their inner girl power, which is that kinder voice that might have been tamped down when the inner mean girl came into power in the head. I know there's like this this uh, virtual battle that I'm explaining, but <laughs> Um, I think it happens in a lot of heads where this loud, not nice voice gains this power over us. And we believe that we're not good enough. We're not small enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not young enough, whatever it might be, um, because this voice reminds us of diet rules and beauty rules and food rules all the time. Mm -hmm. So by by speaking back to it and noticing that it's not you who's saying it, you're the kind voice. It's, you know, you're the one who has that inner girl power. We want to build up that power to fight against the inner mean girl by saying kinder things. Well, I would assume too, like building up this inner girl, especially because of the power that the diet industry has really, um, I don't know, I feel like it's impacted so many parts of our world now. And it's got to be radical to really build up this inner, like inner girl power. Like, I feel like that's something that is so important. And it sounds like, I don't know, it should be the foundation, but that also is so radical today. Um, are there ways that you have found that have helped people to kind of expedite that process? Or is it, is it not something we can expedite? We have to just like sit and take our time with it and cultivate that inner girl power. Well, I think everybody's journey is different. And, you know, when you, for instance, when you go on a diet, they'll tell you you're supposed to lose X amount in this amount of time and you do this, this, and this. And when that doesn't happen, you feel like a failure, right? Because you didn't fit into this boilerplate program that they have established. But with coming off of the diet cycle and building up your power, your pace is the pace. And really, your prog your your practice will make progress and it might not be linear it might take you on these windy roads but eventually it takes you in a forward moving motion to believe the kind thoughts that you start to say to yourself the more often you speak up against these false truths that we hold or these diet rules that we believe the sooner your brain will believe it and that that's a bit of neuroplasticity um, that theory that your brain can prune away old habits and create new ones. So the more often we work to establish this new habit of speaking kindly to ourselves, the sooner it will become our autopilot. And then the bad habit of talking not nicely to ourselves will be pruned away and it won't happen as often. I love that. You know, when you were talking about pruning away, I was picturing like a bonsai tree and someone meticulously, you know, <laughs> deciding how they want it to be shaped, which I don't know, that could be kind of a cool metaphor. But uh, I totally have seen that process work in my own life and with people who are um, on that food peace journey, you know, seeing how they've been able to. I don't know, for lack of a better word, like manipulate what their brain is thinking. Because if you if you can find a way to be compassionate and curious, and like you said, to like stop it and, and say, you know, wait, let's check in. What, what is actually the truth here? Like these are not things that actually um, are true to me. And I want to change it. I think it's so cool that we have that ability. And I love the science on neuroplasticity. I think it's so fantastic and helpful in this food peace journey. So um, 
Beth, we have something on the show called the Food Peace Syllabus. And if you're new to the podcast, that's something that is this collection of podcasts and books and blog posts and anything under the sun that helps to uh, cultivate rather a more positive relationship with food and body. Is there anything that you would like to add to it? Sure. Well, I have a new free mini video course coming out. It's a three-part series, and it really does speak to building up this inner girl power. And um, it's actually called the Inner Girl Power uh, online course. (laughs) And um, the three parts talk about some of the limiting beliefs that I see in my practice that keep people from moving off the diet cycle and finding food and body freedom. It also speaks to what you gain and what you lose when you do ditch the diet because you can gain some good stuff. I'm not about not speaking about weight, but speaking about um, new skills and kinder thoughts and this integral power itself. And um, it's I think it's a great place to start for people who may have thought, well, you know, I've been dieting and dieting and it doesn't seem to be doing anything for me and I don't feel so great about myself. Is there anything else out there? And this is just a dip your toe in it kind of program where you can see where it might lead you if you trust the process. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like so many people who listen to the Love Food podcast are in a place where they are wanting to ditch diets because they are diet rock bottom, uh, the chronic dieter like you were talking about before, and yet just can't really picture another way yet. So this course sounds like perfect for our listeners. So thank you for sharing that. We'll we'll put that on the the food piece syllabus. If people wanted to, you know, find out more about you um, and just your expertise and type of work that you're doing, is there an, um, a way for them to get in touch with that? And actually, you didn't tell me how to get into your course, so <laughs> I want to know that too. So yeah. yeah, so tell me that first. Tell me how, if someone okay, wanted to so check out the three part series, um, how can they find that? The three-part series is at www.innergirlpower.com. And if people want to find me, read more about the work I do, or contact me for some one-on-one work, I am reachable at www.goodnessgraciousliving.com. I'm also on Facebook, and you can look me up under Goodness Gracious Living. And I have a Facebook group, which is under the Diet-Free Living community. So there's lots of people there going through um, the the journey, and it's a great, supportive, inclusive group. Awesome. I love your your community on Facebook, too. I it's there's lots of great wisdom that's being shared there. And I feel like the community is so supportive. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much, Beth, for sharing your compassion and wisdom for this letter writer and for anyone who can totally relate to this letter writer. I really appreciate your time. Well, thanks for having me. Take care. Take care. Well there, letter writer, I hope this helps. You said that you're craving this normal relationship with food. What is normal? Who knows? But Only you know what you want that normal to be. And I hope the information that Beth and I were discussing helps you to have some firmer footing as you take these next steps on your food peace journey. And I hope it helps you to say adios to diets forever and ever. They certainly have not helped you to get closer to health. They haven't helped you to have a better body image. And that is really just the messed up way that diets are. They're not going to help you, letter writer, they're not going to help me, and they're not going to help 95% at least of the people who try them. So food has written back. 
I'm looking forward to hearing what food has to say. Until then, be sure to check out my PCOS and Food Peace course. You can get to that at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. And if you've enjoyed the show today, would you be willing to write a rating or review? It's something that is super simple. And honestly, it makes me feel really good because I'm this like massive extrovert and I'm stuck behind a microphone with no one in front of me. And so when I get to read them, it sort of feels like this connection. And whenever there's a rating or review left for a podcast, I don't know if you know, but that really helps other people to find the show. And we all want people to move away from diets, right? We all want people to get closer to food peace. And so writing a rating or review is a way that you can, you know, make an impact on that for other people. So the easiest way to do that is just to tap the picture twice on your podcast app right now, and you will see a link to subscribe and leave a review in just minutes. Just click that link and you'll be right to it. And I really, really appreciate it. All right, let's hear what food has to say. And letter writer, please stay in touch. I would love to hear how things are going, how you have shut up that inner mean girl and to reconnect with that compassionate one. And can't wait to hear what you have to say. And until then, take care. Dear Comparing and Contrasting, we've had some rocky times, yet remember when we used to have a mutually respectful relationship that brought empowerment and pleasure? We do, and we know you can reconnect to it. Start by recognizing when your inner voice sounds like a bullying middle schooler. Tell it you don't appreciate its message, even when it feels too powerful. Remember, you can overcome it because it's within you and you have all the tools you need. Trust the voice that connects to compassion and innate wisdom. It will steer you away from comparison and bring you back to your joy. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast.